come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. Hey, all you rad dudes and dudettes. Welcome to a special 90s Disney conversation with AJ Locasio. AJ, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Uh, glad to be here. Was that an awkward way to respond? Hey, uh, thanks. <laughs> it, it was It was natural and real. Perfect. Real. Okay, good. Very <laughs> off the cuff. So it's kind of funny how we even got started talking to each other. You um, posted some very timely Rocketeer trivia uh that i retweeted and then found out you'd been listening to the show we were like wow we both like rocketeer in 90s disney we should talk about it so here we are yep yeah i was uh what well, was in regards to pv and uh oh god now i can't think of his name uh, doug wildy hmm. uh yeah and it's funny i actually discovered your show because i don't remember why but i think i just typed into apple podcasts 90s disney like literally just that phrase and you guys popped up and i was like ah, let's give this a try and then I heard the intro music and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I enjoyed Good. the show. So I was like, oh, cool. And then like a week later, uh, yeah, you hit me up or retweeted. And I was like, oh, weird timing. That's awesome. Well, good. Um, that SEO is working for us then. So <laughs> I kind of want to just, uh, for members of our audience, may not be familiar with you, you are a voice actor. And yes. uh, to kind of go back to, to where I first heard your name, and I think this really was kind of your first big gig, you uh, played Marty McFly in the Back to the Future Telltale series games. Yep, that was my first like professional thing ever. So, yeah, pretty so, wild. So how did you, you kind of land that gig? Because I remember at the time, like, like the fact that the game was coming out and, and uh, Christopher Lloyd was going to be playing Doc again, and, and they were like, you know, we, Marty McFly wasn't available, but or Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox wasn't <laughs> available. But we found this kid who sounds exactly like him. And I remember like all the hype videos and I'm watching. I go, wow, he really does. So so how, how did you uh, get discovered for that? Uh, it was pretty weird. Uh, I basically just heard that they were making a game. And um, I was like, oh, man, it'd be really cool to. I had done like Marty McFly as an impression for friends and stuff. And my cousin Johnny was like, hey, you should like reach out to them. And I was like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess so. So I found uh, their, at the time, Telltale was, uh, well, now they're no longer a company, but at the mm -hmm. time they were a very small company. So they just had phone numbers listed on their website. And so I just called the first phone number, which turned out to be Rhoda, the accountant. Um, so I owe <laughs> my whole career to her <clears throat> and left a voicemail on uh, on her answering machine that was just like hey my name is aj locasio i do a pretty good marty mcfly and i just like kind of riffed as marty i was like it's my density to be in this game and um <laughs> this is 10 years ago so my voice wasn't quite as deep but uh i you know i just kind of did this really goofy nerdy uh impression that was like yeah reach out to me you know like i don't i didn't know i wasn't a <laughs> You know, I wasn't an actor per se, like I'd gone mm -hmm. to film school and stuff, but I wasn't sure what the protocol was. So left this message and then I got an email or a call back that was like, yeah, you should audition. So they had me do some lines from the movie 
and I sent it away and then like didn't hear anything back for months. And um, in the interim, it just so happened that I moved out to L.A. because I was super depressed and I was like, I need to get out of here. And my mom was like, go get the hell out of New Jersey. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and then like the week I got here, I got another call that was like, hey, you know, it's between you and one other dude. Can you re-audition? And so I did. And then. I got a call that was like, all right, it's you. And I was like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> it was really surreal. Even when I tell the story, I don't believe it. It seems not real or not okay. You know, I'm like, I would hate me if I heard that story. Um, <laughs> so it's it's weird. It's super surreal. But that is how that started. And that's how I started doing voiceover. So that's when awesome. people ask me, how do you get into voiceover? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny. I've listened to a bunch of like podcasts, interviews with voice actors, and if there's one thing I've learned, they all have a completely different story of how yeah. they got you know into the business. There's there's no one answer, obviously, but that's a pretty good one that you literally just like blind called or like I, I do this thing. You it's should not hire me. Yeah, that's it's awesome, so though. weird because you wouldn't expect you know it's like the exact thing they tell you not to do is to like annoy someone you know mm -hmm. basically. But there's a lot to I think if you're just naive. And you just go for something, you're like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know any better. I'll just try this. Like, it's surprising how much that works if you can kind of Mr. Magoo your way into things. Right, right, right. Awesome. So you've you've continued working as a voice actor. I know, um, you know, related to Disney most recently, you've been doing Han Solo's voice for things like the uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. and uh, Yeah, which has been YouTube cool. series. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that was you when I heard the voice the first time. But I went back and listened to it after talking to you. And I was like, man, that could have fooled me. <laughs> good good job, I guess is what I'm saying well, there. But thank you. I, I, so, again, it's like, yeah, a, a lot of your credits, you, you know, you're doing Martin McFly, you're doing Han Solo, you're doing a lot of Chris Pratt's characters. Is it like, yeah. is there like a weird, like daunting feeling to like stepping into these like huge iconic roles played by these like big actors and like, oh, God, I can't screw this up? Oh, God, absolutely. Especially, I mean, for Marty you know i didn't eat for like a week um for han i got so nervous the first it was for a short program it was you know relatively a small thing but for me it's star wars um right you know i mean for anyone it's like oh my god i'm gonna get to voice han solo i like been for years i've been bugging my agents and being like i just give me a shot i can do harrison Ford. just like give me a shot and so randomly actually through d bradley baker do you know who that is he's a big uh -huh, yeah yeah so d's a friend of mine and i was like hey d like you work with all these star wars folks like can you listen to my han solo or like my harrison ford reel and tell me if it's any good and so we listened to it and he was like wow this is great like yeah i'll send it along to the lucasfilm folks and don't tell d that's my impression of him but it is what he sounds <laughs> like um <laughs> and so i was like well, all right awesome so we sent it to some of the Lucasfilm people and I was like, all right, thanks. You know, I didn't think anything would come of it. I'm sure they get stuff like this all the time. And then like not long afterwards, I got contacted like, hey, would you want to audition for this? So um, I, I did and I got it and I was like so nervous, like so deeply, deeply filled with anxiety that I actually wound up losing my voice. You know, like it was <laughs> the exact opposite of what anyone could possibly hope to happen. You know, it was to me. Other than Marty, that was like the ultimate thing was to like get to do anything Harrison Ford related at all. So mm -hmm. I got really sick and uh, wound up losing my voice a day or two before the session. And so for the very first thing I recorded as Han, my voice is shot like it's passable. But like I listen to it now and I'm like, oh, man, I mean, thankfully, I've had 
another crack or two, uh, you know, at doing Han again. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for that very first one, I was incredibly nervous because, you know, it's Harrison Ford. He's literally like right. the man, you know, <laughs> like when you think of a man, it's just a picture of Harrison Ford. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to live up to. Right on. So let's uh, let's go back in time to your youth. Uh, yes, I've, I've gathered just from again from chatting with you and uh, looking at your, uh, your 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 social media profile stuff that uh, you fit the profile of the '90 Disney nerd pretty well. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Where, where did that uh, where did that love come from? Where, where, when did it start for you? Uh, well, so for some reason, my dad would take us to. <clears throat> we grew up in New Jersey, and he, you know, it's like sort of the obligation that, like, well, we got to go on vacation once a year. So he would bring us to Disney World, which was amazing and the perfect thing to do. But like, that's what we did. Like, vacation was we didn't do anything else. It was go to Disney World, <clears throat> which I was fine with. So like, it became this kind of obsession basically where it's like oh my god this is like the one time a year where we all get to be happy nobody argues you know like (laughs) so i always had like happy memories associated with going to disney specifically for me uh i was obsessed with mgm studios so that was kind of my i mean like obviously i love everything else but like that was sort of my like happy place but um and then that kind of spun out with you know, in the, the early 90s when they were promoting Dick Tracy and Rocketeer and Roger Rabbit, like all that sort of comes with it, you know, all the kind of 90s Disney baggage that mm-hmm. uh, you get to take with you. But um, yeah, that was the start of it was my dad just forcing us to go to Disney World and me being like, wow, you know, this is actual magic. So is your dad like a big Disney guy or was just like kind of like what everyone's parents are doing in like that that time period is like well we got to go on the big family vacation disney world is the place everyone goes yeah i think it was a bit of that i think it was kind of a clark griswold you know kind of thing where it's like well we're going on a big vacation and so we go do that i he i I know he was super into indiana jones and those kinds of like you know he loves a great movie ride and uh you know that kind of stuff but like i don't know I, i you know he never really was like a big Disney guy. I think he just enjoyed the theatricality of the parks and mm-hmm. how easy it was. And, um, you know, in the 90s, especially, I feel like you were treated like royalty no matter where you went in Disney. So I think he was very into that, where, you know, like, oh, welcome home, sir. You know, like, <laughs> his, uh, I, he was really into that. So do you remember when your first trip was? I think I was one. I went every year since I was born, as far that as young, I yeah, you know. Yeah, wow. Up until I was like 19 or 20, I think. But uh, yeah, that was just, I don't know, we're like geese flying south, you know, for the winter or something (laughs) where it was just, we would go every year around the same time around like May. And, um, but now I I don't remember my first trip at all because I was too young. Yeah, there's, there's debate too among me and both my brothers. Like none of us can clearly remember the first time going. I mean, I was a little older. I had to be because I know Mike was at least there, but I don't remember it i just it was like it was kind of like uh it was just always there right like, like yeah exactly you know it was it was just part of your life it was it was a uh, a weird thing i guess when you think back on it that like that's what you did but that's what we did that's a funny um, thing with like people ask me like do you remember the first time you saw like for me back to the future indiana jones those kinds of movies i'm like nope it just always was like mm-hmm. i remember when i first saw star wars or hook or there's certain movies where there was like there's a definite I know when I saw that, but there's certain things. It's like, I feel like I was in the womb with it. Um, and <laughs> Disney's one of those things where it's like every year, <laughs> you know, we return from once we came. Did you guys stay on property when you went? 
For the most part, um, there were years where it was like we'd pack the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and eat them at the, I remember going to the bird park, the bird park, uh, was it Discovery Island or something Uh like, and just like being there and being covered in like bird crap, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for some reason, because there were years (laughs) that were better than others financially. So Mm -hmm. as time went on and my dad was doing a little bit better, he'd be like, all right, we're going to the Liberty Tree Tavern or something where it was like, wow, for lunch, amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, sometimes we'd stay at some pretty shady hotels. And then as time went on, we'd, we'd stay at, uh, they got a timeshare for old Key West back when I was, I remember playing, uh, (laughs) I guess to, to age or date myself is while my parents were negotiating their timeshare, I was playing Toy Story on Sega, uh, and just like sitting in a room. And I remember the woman that was sort of taking care of us was like, you know, there's a password so you can skip levels and she kept trying to figure it out with me and so that's like <laughs> deeply buried into my i still have never looked up a password for that game but i was like this is the say, most amazing thing ever i know the one for aladdin which is just like ABBABBA. yeah right but not for toy story i never figured it out Yeah, i was gonna say i don't know that one off the top of my head jeez now i gotta now i feel like i might have been confusing toy story with aladdin but at the time i remember thinking like this is the most amazing game i've ever seen in my life right it looked like the movie it was like exactly 3d yeah oh my god um did you have a favorite hotel that you guys stayed at one that you uh liked um, the best? i mean the polynesian i think we stayed there once um was just i still there's a i just recently tweeted this out like there's a smell to the polynesian that it's uh what was it jasmine flowers or something it's like a specific kind of jazz star jasmine and anytime i smell that i'm like ah the polynesian <laughs> so like <laughs> that's just a whole environment that i love and the grand Florid- floridian we stayed at once but there wasn't anything special about the room i just love like the atrium area and there's always yeah. someone playing the piano and it's a uh, to me it's all about the texture and the environment like that's old key west is just whatever it's a bed um nice bed <laughs> but uh but yeah those two places stick out to me so let's talk attractions then uh, are, are you <laughs> in your youth were you, were you a thrill seeker or are you, you more no. timid <laughs> yeah i hate rides <laughs> it's a funny thing like i hate i love theme parks but for me mm-hmm. Um, I get so sick going on certain rides, which sucks because I wish that I could participate in more things. But like whatever is in your brain that allows you to manage equilibrium, I have horrible equilibrium. So like I even just this last week, I went with a friend on Rise of the Resistance for I just went on the transport ship and mm-hmm. like got super sick. I was like, all right, I got to get off. And so I like bowed out and they took me behind the scenes of the like Empire thing, which looked suspiciously like a hospital. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get to go on the actual ride. But uh, yeah, I'm not a thrill seeker at all. I love I weirdly can do like Thunder Mountain and uh, and Matterhorn doesn't bother me for some reason. Hmm. Like I'll try them out. And then like I did Space Mountain once after eating a Chipotle burrito. And I was like, I got to lay down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just not a, it sucks because I wish I could. It's, it's, you know, there's a little bit of fear in there with certain rides like Tower of Terror, but it's mostly linked to just like physiologically. My body's like, nah, bro, sorry. So Haunted Mansion, I'm a big fan of. I'm obsessed with Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion. Um, God, I mean, there's, so, I, I love the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland, um, you know, obviously, because it's, I do wish there's some parts in that ride that I wish they'd update. There's like three moments where you're just in pitch blackness and nothing's going on. And you're like, mm-hmm. what is this? But um, 
uh oh man i'm trying to think my brain is i love i miss journey into imagination or oh, not yeah. journey well here let, let's let's go let's go park by park and we'll, we'll okay we'll, we'll, go ahead we'll pick a favorite so let's start let's start magic kingdom in, in, in disney world what, what would be your I, haunted thing? mansion i mean i want oh, that's what if i ever become a billionaire that's i want that <laughs> in my house so that, that that exterior like that mixed with toad hall are like the two most beautiful <laughs> buildings in the world to me now can you remember when you finally realized that the mansion you saw did not actually contain the entirety of the attraction and there is in fact a giant show building behind it. I think I learned that like in my twenties. I was like, Yeah, like what? same, like like it like it came to me embarrassingly late that I was like, oh you like look at like Google Earth or something like, oh, that's where the ride is. I remember looking at it as a kid and going, okay, well like trying to process like we go left. So that what the hell's there? You know, like I couldn't process what could possibly be in the building and then i saw like an overview of like the schematic and i was like oh that thing's got like a caboose you know <laughs> like it's more it's much more apparent in like universal where it's like mm -hmm. it's a warehouse you know like hogwarts has a giant you know basically like a semi truck back coming out of it and you're like oh okay that's where the ride <laughs> yeah, that's is. where we're going yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right let's go to epcot so uh i think you you might have said it is it is a journey or is it something else uh, yeah, the original one with Dreamfinder was like my favorite ride. I mean, it's just so, it's so whimsical and it's so sweet and there's just something about it, um, that God just got me as a kid. But, um, I loved Maelstrom. I was, I was <laughs> like, are, are you one of the people who was upset that it was replaced by Frozen? Oh, of course. How could I not be? I don't, I don't <laughs> care about Frozen. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, that's great. I'm glad that they're but I love, you know, there's there's like two camps of Disney. There's people that are like, yeah, bring on the new stuff. This is great. And there's people who are like, I want my jank. Give me janky, like weird, broken trolls and like an oil rig. I would just want it every year to know that that oil rig is going to be there to comfort me. Um, so I do. I didn't really love that ride. But uh, Epcot's tough because there's so much to it. I loved Ellen's uh, The Universe of Energy. Um, another ride with lots of jank, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Figment takes the cake for me. All right, let's go to MGM. Great movie ride. Is is uh, man like? I feel like there's one place that I could have just could have preserved forever. It would be that ride. Like I'm sad that uh, my girlfriend like I'll never get to show her the great movie ride and be like, look, mm -hmm. this is like this ride changed my life. It's like. It's like someone discontinuing a film where it's like, yeah, wow. I, the only thing I could do is describe it to you or maybe show you on YouTube some like highlights from it. But it's so sad to me that that place doesn't exist. You know, it's uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, that that end montage that they had for me every year would like choke me up. And I'd be like, yeah, film is amazing. Like the power of cinema. I just uh, loved it so I, much. I, I found a very good guy who like recreated the montage i'll send it to you because i know that I, guy I, I think the one who uh is it it's it's like a uh, what's parks, the website justin called? parks is uh... no, it's, it's, the website's like pretty great movie ride or something oh like that. i do know that one yeah, yeah there's yeah, another yeah. guy on uh twitter whose name i'm blanking on who recreated it recently and uh hold on, no no i wanna because i gotta give him a shot this guy so basically he went in and got a bunch of hd footage of, uh, of, you know, from the different Spencer Parks, uh, mm -hmm. who did a, a, a great, a great movie ride remake. And like, he tried to source as much stuff as possible. And it's awesome. Sorry, I'm rambling as I try to find his information. <laughs> no, that's good. Anyway. Yeah, I will look uh, but I've seen again. the not so great movie ride or the okay movie ride. I used to look at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
so I could just be nostalgic. Nice. And uh, how about Animal Kingdom? Uh, I mean, Kilimanjaro Safaris is hard to beat for me. Like, it's just something about that. I love the vibe of that and the the song that they play. Um, wasn't a big fan of the dead elephant at the end, but uh, <laughs> they got did big you... red. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, you know, did you actually? Were you there early enough to see the actual elephant carcass, or are you just there for like? Yes, I, I, oh, yeah. So you were there early. Yeah, we went when it first opened, and I remember seeing oh, wow. that and going, "Huh." You know, like I remember that sort of being burned <laughs> in my brain. It's like that was weird. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I do love that ride because it's like you know, there's an element of unpredictability about it, and mm. like, um, and it feels authentic as authentic as it can be. You know, it's not a zoo as the. Do you remember those commercials? <laughs> oh yes, very well. Oh my god, it's borderline offensive. Uh, just that they're like making up this word. Yeah, it's like almost. Like, yeah, yeah it, I, it, it, it comes very close to a line that it may or may not cross. Yeah, it's very weird. I like looked it up for some reason. I don't know why me and my friend Nick became obsessed with. We were like, not a zoo. Like it just became some dumb thing that we'd say. And I looked it up. I was like, does this mean anything? Could it possibly, you know, and it, it doesn't. It's just, no. it's just a <laughs> strange just, word. They just made made it up. Up. They're, they're yeah. just saying not a zoo with an accent. <laughs> yep. It's very weird. All right. So let's hop West Coast. Is, is it still Haunted Mansion, Disneyland? Or is there anything that usurps it? Uh, I mean, Haunted Mansion is always, it's so hard to beat. I feel like when I'm on Haunted Mansion, there's always a sense of like, I did it, I'm here. You know, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love, uh, I mean, the Indiana Jones ride is always exciting. It's, uh, again, I wish I could, I want to go in and make a few tweaks. Like, as I was riding this past time, it, I became all too aware of how, just how dark it was you know there's so many mm -hmm. moments where i'm like come on just throw a skeleton on the wall you know like that's all i need just throw some skeletons on some spikes and light it up a little bit and um but uh you know outside of that like the big mara head where when you're going over the bridge uh mm -hmm. so impressive and i'm just such a huge indie fan that um getting to sort of be in that world and you know is is very very fun so yeah. it's exciting to go we through the queue too and yeah yeah, yeah. We we did an episode on on the ride and and you know we talked about this. It's hard to believe that thing is over twenty five years old. Like it just it's makes sense because it's yeah, so I, modern feeling still to this day. Yeah, it's all. And I remember when it opened, being like out of my mind. Like, how do we get to California? Like the exactly. Idea that that yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, it's I because I was obsessed with the Indiana Jones stunt show in MGM, and I thought mm -hmm. maybe they'll put one. You know next to it or something and yeah never never happened but i'm hoping <laughs> i know there's been rumors about dinosaur getting replaced with it but yeah that's the oldest I time i don't see that happening yeah <laughs> and then california adventure uh that's a tough one i mean soren's kind of like a throwaway answer uh <laughs> I, I honestly just like walking around california adventure um i don't even know i mean for me Honestly, I think my actual favorite part of California Adventure is walking through the art of animation or whatever, the animation store. The, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that like big like, atrium with like all the, the vignettes on the wall and everything. Yeah, like that. I mean, I like that little area and that's kind of it. I mean, I kind of just go there to chill and like get a beer. And uh, <laughs> and I just enjoy some of the I like walking through Cars Land. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I like the lights and stuff are really beautiful. I like getting, you know, mac and cheese. I'm more of a I'm a tourist in the tourist attraction, you know, or in the mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I'm just there to look at everything. 
Like it's um, a park, like 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 in the literal sense. Yeah, exactly. Like when, so a lot of the times when, um, like when my family would want to go on uh, haunt, uh, Tower of Terror or any of the bigger rides, like Rock and Roller Coaster or something, like me and my dad would sit on the benches in, in uh, MGM and we would like eat those like honey glazed almonds mm-hmm. and just like watch the actors on uh, like Hollywood Boulevard or whatever. And like, that was kind of our way of interacting and enjoying the park. And like, for me, that's kind of how I still exist in the parks where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just here to kind of like people watch and enjoy the music and the smells. And you know, it's for me, it's more about that than I'm going to go on as many rides as possible. Cause if I do that, I'll throw up and die. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been to any of the international parks? No, sadly, I would love to, but you know, once I finally, like my girlfriend and I were like, Hey, we could finally like maybe go to another country or something. COVID hit. So we're mm-hmm. like, All right, never mind. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I, so I, I, I'm going to assume here then that you, since you didn't ride a lot of the rides, you probably liked a lot of the shows and stuff. Do you have any uh, favorite shows or the films or anything in the parks? Uh, shows i do remember watching the hunchback show a lot for some reason yes that that one was great (laughs) yeah it wasn't it was my sister's thing where she'd be like we're gonna go watch hunchback and i'd be like and like in retrospect i really like it but at the time as a kid i was like i don't want to watch um but i i secretly liked it i was just kind of like i don't know why i was so i think because my sister wanted (laughs) to see it so badly it made me cranky but uh i do oh the beauty and the beast show i really liked um I loved seeing like every year at Epcot, they'd have that like flower festival thing Mm -hmm. where Davy Jones showed up for many, many years where it was like, and it's Davy Jones from the monkeys. And so, yeah, that's right. He was because my mom always wanted to stop and see him. And I was like, right. Monkeys. Well, they're not. Yeah, it was great. I like I sort of love that. And then they had like Tom Jones show up and like they had like a bunch of random and I'd always be kind of weirdly excited to see what that was about. Um, I mean, as far as shows go, the indie stunt show is is you know, really takes the cake. Um, have you, uh, Sinbad have you ever... stunt show too. <laughs> oh, that show is great. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah, obviously we talked, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, Actually that I did really hear, I heard show. that episode. Yeah. Where yeah, that, that is an absurd, it had so many bad, like the worst jokes ever. Yes. Where it was, it was like, very bad. And it was like, that came out 20 <laughs> years ago. Uh, but it's kind of, I kind of love that. I kind of love bad just jokes that make you want to die <laughs> you know you're like oh it's but so the, bad the, the stunts in that one though like you know you, you take kind of indiana jones as the baseline it, it it really felt like they created that show because like we have to one-up the indiana jones stunt show yeah how are we gonna do it set someone on fire there you go it's crazy and the did and you ever water, sorry i was just gonna no, go, go ahead in, yeah in water world is yeah my, mike will be glad to hear you say that because <laughs> that show and rightly so because that is another one that is like again they just like throw an airplane in a pool okay it's cool. crazy it's, i'm kind of impressed every so we have kind of a weird tradition where uh me and a couple friends like go to uh universal on thanksgiving because we're like we don't know what to do and so it's like a tradition that we go see Waterworld on thanksgiving and uh, every year I'm impressed they don't launch that plane into the audience. Like, I feel like right? I just take the just a little bit of wrongness to accidentally kill a bunch of people. And that <laughs> makes it exciting. Yes. And then yes. constantly screaming, smokers, is always comedic gold to me for some reason. The last time I saw that show, the what's, what's the bad guy's name? The bishop? Am I getting that right? Uh, I, the, it's some church thing. The deacon. The deacon, yes, that's it. Yeah. He, he came out and hit his golf ball and it like he drained it into one of the barrels. <laughs> 
and even like you could see even the actor he was like surprised that it happened <laughs> that was amazing fun. that that was my that's my most strong memory of that show just watch this guy that's go great. yes <laughs> There's the guy who does the Deacon. Like we've become me and my friend James uh, Willems, who does these in Funhouse and stuff. Like and Elise Willems' wife. Like we've all become kind of strangely obsessed with that show. And like, how does this exist? Why does it exist? And then like we started noticing that it was the same actors year after year after year. And the guy who's been playing the Deacon has been playing him for over 25 years or something or 20 years. Like since oh, wow. the show came out, he's been the Deacon. And That's so, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, like, he'd be a great person to interview. I'm sure he has some stories. Um, All but right, like, he's on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I don't know, not to take us too far off Disney, but, like, I'm so strangely fascinated by that show and its existence. I hope it's there yes. forever. But, yes, agreed. you know, it is Waterworld, so who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> the way it's, it's like, Mike has talked about this theory. I think it actually comes up in the Game Planet coaster of all things, but, like, <laughs> a ride hits a point where it becomes old but then it keeps going and it comes back up and becomes classic and yeah. it's like it's harder to mess with it and I feel like that show might have hit that point where it's just so old now that it is like this weird classic fixture of it's Universal crazy. Hollywood it's always packed too like you never yeah, go there like, and people it's like go, oh, seven yeah. people like it's a fight to get it I've been there where they're like sorry it's at capacity I'm like really it's like a Wednesday <laughs> you know like <laughs> People love that show, and that music gets you going. It's, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's great. But anyway, nice. sorry. Back to Disney. I just, no, I, just so I, I was, was going to say, have you, um, have you, did you ever get pulled up on stage for Indiana Jones or any of the uh, other shows around the parks? Oh, man. Um, no, I know for Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon tour, I got to taste the, the slime, which was vanilla pudding. Um, yes. Which was great. Uh, I was very excited about that. And we, I feel like I did the double dare, but it was so long ago. Not like the show, but like the weird one where the like the the mini version they did for the tour, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I did something there, like I had to play Sonic the Hedgehog or something for the. I, it was something weird, but I very, very, I do strongly remember tasting the pudding, and um, mm -hmm. I did get to do. I remember my dad every year at um, what was the show that that predated Doug Live, the one where it was like you Superstar could be with the Three Stooges, yeah. yeah. My dad every year would like fight to be on like the three stooges <laughs> one because he always wanted to be part of anything like that so mm -hmm. somewhere there's footage of him in like the three stooges thing and uh nice i feel like i did oh i was in the who wants to be a millionaire uh yeah yeah i did that too when i was like 11 you know so they were asking me like softball questions like what's peter or what's peter parker's alternate ego and i was like wearing a spider-man hat at the time <laughs> like, spider-man you know and then it started getting Final really answer. weird where yeah at a certain number, they started asking me like politics and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, they want me out of here. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting the cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, along with the theme parks, were, were, were you also watching all the animated films and everything growing up? Oh, totally. I mean, who wasn't? It was basically right. like clockwork orange into our heads at the time. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, all of it, you know, anything from Beauty and the Beast to a goofy movie, which is an underrated classic. I mean, now it's uh, having a resurgence, agreed. but mm -hmm. uh, I honestly think it's one of the best Disney films they've ever made. Um, I agree. I, 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 I have plans to do an episode on that movie, and I want to try to get some people from the cast on. So oh, that's man. that's going to be down the road, but I'm, I'm going to work on that because that's actually if I'm if I'm doing work and I need to like get in the zone, that's my go to soundtrack for some reason. Like that's. Oh, been, yeah. It's so like such a good soundtrack. Few months, yeah, I, I turned that on. Like that's like my working music, and it works. 
I don't know why. It's great. It's so funny. My um, so I was driving the other day with my girlfriend, and she knows them. I forced her to go see the movie at the El Capitan, but she doesn't nice. know the movie that well. And um, I was listening to the two Powerline songs, and she's like, "Wow, is this who is this? Is this Prince or Michael Jackson?" I was like, "No, it's from a Goofy movie." She's like, "Okay, but like, who is it? Prince or Michael?" I was like, "No, no, no, it's just some guy. I like don't mm-hmm. know who it is. I, you know, I mean, it's not anyone famous, right? It's just like no, some shoot, dude. Like, his name is out of my head right now, but like, he's done some other recording stuff. But like, that's like that's his gig, and and he's he seems like he's pretty cool with it. Like, he came out when the movie had its uh." 20th or 25th anniversary and like like restaged the songs and performed it live oh, like 23 awesome. or something like yeah he's he's totally down with like hey if this is what I, my thing is so be it it's great i mean it's such a it's crazy when they write a song for a film and it's like better than any of the top hits that are out at the time like right. for me i'm like this is these are phenomenal like i want a whole powerline album why aren't we getting right. that yeah um, i was surprised like i feel like if that happened today that might be one of those like synergistic things they try to do is like like yeah like a powerline album on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, be so just cool. Do that. I'm, I'm totally into that. Um yeah, I I love them. I actually uh Jason uh Marsden was <laughs> I was doing a signing for Voltron and um he was there and I was like, "Oh man, I got to say hi to him and and my friend Josh Keaton who's he was young Hercules in the Hercules um, in the movie Hercules. And, okay, uh, wow. and he's friends with Jason, who's who's Max in a Goofy movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I gotta go say hi to him. I'm a big fan. Like, he's uh, you know, he was Binks in in uh, Hocus Pocus and, and Dash X and uh, Erie, Indiana. If you remember that show, and uh, and the Max, and um, me and Josh's booths were next to each other. And all of a sudden, this this guy comes up behind me and gives me like a huge hug, and I turn around because i was shocked and he has this look of horror on his face he goes oh my god you're not josh and i was like no but but you're max in a goofy movie like i started freaking out because i was like i know who you are but he was like deeply horrified and i was like no 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 no, no, no. like don't run away it's just, like it's cool it's cool yeah like i wanted to you meet you me. and yeah it was pretty well people say that like me and josh look similar so i'm assuming you know <laughs> maybe that's like from behind up. yeah yeah <laughs> So, uh, but I was like, it was like the best way to have met him is to get like an accidental hug uh, from behind. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It was pretty surreal. And the voice of Mickey Mouse was there with like a pile of Funko Pops behind. (laughs) I mean, not to blow up his spot, but like he was backstage just looking miserable. I was like, you all right, Mm -hmm. man? He's like, yeah. (laughs) He just looks like that. But in my head, he was like, I'm tired. Um, (laughs) Very surreal experience. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, is, aside from Goofy movie, like, like, do you have like a, a standout favorite of, of that era of Disney film? Was that a pun? Uh, a standout favorite? Oh, yeah, sure. Yes, I meant to do that. Um, I mean, from that era. Uh, oh man, I know I'm gonna come up with something later. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's just animated stuff. Yeah, we'll stick with that. I for mean, now, I guess it's Roger Rabbit cheating. Uh, no, because that's my favorite movie. So. Ah, oh, it's so Roger Rabbit's so perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else from. I mean, I love a goofy movie. It's also like, yes, Beauty and the Beast is perfect, and like, mm-hmm. and Aladdin is perfect. They're like some of my favorite movies ever. But um, that's it's like the little guys I want to pay attention to. Even Roger Rabbit, as big as it is, feels like a little guy in some way. And yeah, I know what you mean exactly. I, I feel it's like weird now that it's like on <laughs> Disney Plus. Like you don't have to like. Like it felt like one of those movies people wouldn't go out and buy, but I feel like now it's on Disney Plus. People like check it out. Like I was glad to see when they did a uh, prop culture. Like they had a whole episode. Oh yeah, about it on there and stuff like that. Um, 
but I, I know what you mean. Like, like it, it feels like people like think about like, oh yeah, that happened. It's like, no, it's it's super important and really good. It's a you huge to, important movie. You yeah, should like... think about it three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think about it daily. It's uh, especially when you watch the behind the scenes and like mm-hmm. all the wires and the hands and all the crazy crap that they did to like accomplish that movie is so underappreciated. And well, uh, it's it's funny because like you know even with the with the new Space Jam coming out like. It, it, like no no live action animation hybrid will ever feel like that again you know the oh, second totally. the computer touches it, it it's 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 already different but like no one will ever go through the effort to make that movie because because everything in the behind the scenes is like this is the hardest thing we've ever done why are we doing this to ourselves yeah bob hoskins like lost his mind and had to go to therapy he's like everywhere i go <laughs> i see a damn rabbit like he's out of his mind making that film it's uh it's it's crazy to me that anyone makes anything like mm-hmm. especially at that caliber where it's like we you know we all could just go do relax you know like, like <laughs> but instead you're choosing to do the hardest thing ever like mm-hmm. there's that one thing on the special features for Roger Rabbit where it's Eddie when he goes into Toontown and it's like just him like holding the tire and like all that stuff he has to do and the way they break it down and like the live action versus what they're animating is like actually psychotic like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a form of of <laughs> insanity that I, I i you know we can't process now like now you hop in front of a green screen or you mocap it or whatever it's like yeah whatever but it will figure then, it out in post but yeah yeah they had to break down each tiny thing and it's so it's it's an incredible undertaking and a massive achievement and i get why there isn't anymore you know like as sad as it makes me and i'd love to see the you know whatever sequels they came up with I get it. Plus the rights issues and all that stuff. But right, right. But yeah, Roger Rabbit's way up there. Um, and then Goofy movie. Yeah, I love it. I just yeah, <laughs> they're so good. I'm kind of I'm glad that it's getting a resurgence, but also like the way in which it's getting a resurgence, I find a little irritating. But it's I'm I'm fine with it. It's like when Nightmare for Christmas suddenly became like the hot topic Huge, icon. Yeah. 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 It's like, I love that movie. I think the movie is massively incredible and, and such a wonderful uh, creation. But then it just became a logo, you know? It was yeah, like, I know. Everyone's well, got I, Jack Skellington hit, you know? Yeah, it, like, well, it was always like, you, know, you see that, like, uh, the more extreme drawing of Jack and, like, you know, people get it as, like, a bumper sticker. And yeah, it's, exactly. Like, and it's like, that's not the, what the movie's about. It sort about. of cheapens the quality of the thing. And, it, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Star Wars where you see a logo. Like, it's like, I've got the Star Wars logo. It's like, ah, but there's, like, a... I, I don't know. I feel like it almost takes away from the deepness of it, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, whatever. Everyone can enjoy everything however they want. Just for me, when I see it sort of stamped on everything, I'm like, no, no, no. This is a beautiful <laughs> movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just me being a snob. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you watch the cartoon shows too as a kid? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rescue Rangers, I think that was my first crush ever was uh, Gadget. gadget. <laughs> oh, man. You, have, you, have you braved the uh, Gadget's Go Coaster in Toontown? Can you handle is that one? Gadget's Go Coaster? She's oh, a- my friend. Yes, there is, in fact, in the back corner of Toontown, a Chippendale Rescue Rangers themed kids roller coaster that Gadget built. And it is still what? there. In- gadget is like in the queue. Like there's like her portrait and like the little clubhouse thing where the loading zone is. Yeah. In, there is a in Florida or in no. California. In California. Wow, crazy. No, I didn't. Well, yeah. When I went to the Toontown was closed uh, when I went last week to go. 
Um, but I didn't know that. That's crazy. I love. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's literally you have to like walk in, take a left, go all the way in the back. It's in. I mean, the the ride lasts all of twenty seconds. Like I said, it's, it's a kid's thing. <laughs> but, uh, when when Mike and I were in Disneyland, that was around Halloween of two thousand nineteen. We uh, I think we were over at the cantina, so we had a few drinks in us. We're like, let's go to Gadget's Go Coaster. <laughs> and, and my Mike is a notoriously known coward, so you know, I'm sure he's Dang. typing up because I I had the camera and I filmed it like selfie. He's sitting behind me, so he's like screaming like a child. The whole <laughs> I, I posted the video on our Twitter before. I'll repost it so you can see it, and, and everyone should really amazing. see that video because it's it's pretty majestic. But yeah, no, there is there is a gadget themed roller coaster still operating in disneyland wow that's crazy no that's super i didn't i didn't know that or i just mm-hmm. completely i, I like it's, it's easy to miss because it's like it's literally buried in a corner but it's oh, there. crazy but yeah i watched the t- gummy bears uh mm-hmm. like there was that whole block of disney programming where it was like i'm just absorbing it it doesn't matter what's coming up next i'm gonna watch it you know, Darkwing Duck and the uh, the Little Mermaid cartoon, which I wasn't a big fan of, but I still watched it. You know, <laughs> um, there, all of it. Uh, the Aladdin cartoon, which I did like. Um, mm-hmm. So many things. Um, I'm trying to think of any weird. It was like not Quack Pack. That wasn't my jam. Uh, there were so many things. <laughs> my kids started watching Quack Pack. They found that on Disney Plus. They're like, Dad, look really? at the show with Donald Duck. And I was like, Oh yeah, Quack, Quack Pack. Pack. The, the nephews were all kind of jerks. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the extreme phase of like when extreme Ghostbusters came out and like mm-hmm. the uh, Mighty Ducks cartoon. Like there yes. was this weird phase where everything was beefy and had a skateboard, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of <laughs> when Quackback came out. But, did you uh, Did you guys go to Disney Quest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Disney you Quest the, was... The, the two-story tall Mighty Ducks pinball game there? Was there a... What? Really? Yeah, I remember you like, you like stood on a puck with like a handle... And it was like a two-story tall projection screen. You were controlling a puck, and it was like a pinball sort of thing. I could totally was... see that just not interesting me. So that's probably why I don't remember it. Like I, did we, the we only did it because because and... we we could win every time, so we felt very oh. special. <laughs> of course, I don't remember that. That's super weird. I I mean, obviously, yeah. I put on the big stinky Aladdin VR thing that mm-hmm. always smelled like someone's armpit. You know, uh-huh. that was like, I'm on a look. I look, and everyone's Abu. You know, and uh, <laughs> I was obsessed with the Buzz Lightyear crashing into each other what is it the it was like called astro uh, the, um, or something right or yeah was it astro blasters because that's the the ride i think it was I remember it being astro, something you know. similar where i was like this is confusing yeah, you're just launching um, dodgeballs at bumper cars yeah right which i loved and uh I, the, the i never understood the temple thing with the cars under the ground i never got yeah, how it well, worked it's it's well they, they finally just turned it off because once cell phones became a thing there was just too much radio interference but oh when it, when, when, if, when it first opened and it was working it was cool because like it was basically just these rc cars with a you know what would have been the equivalent of a gopro of its time mounted to the front so you were on like a video screen you can see the car's pov but then you would have someone off to the side who could see kind of the overhead perspective of everything so they'd be like your spotter and it was just like a maze. And you had to find treasure. So yeah, you, we were just shouting left. left. You're, no, you're on the left. I'm trying. It's not going. So I remember trying to play it and being like, "Is there a starting position for this? Where am I supposed to be?" Like I just never. Yeah, because it just turned on wherever the car was. So yeah, you had to, like, right exactly. You know, that, that was the first thing. Was like, some, go find my car. I, yeah, I see some vines. It's all vines. I don't know. I loved the idea of it. Anything with like a temple type vibe. I'm like, ooh. And I remember just trying to figure it out and being like, this is weird. And the, <laughs> I loved the raft thing, but mm-hmm. like 
tactily, it was one of the most unsatisfying things in the world. Like the yeah, Wii you felt like you had no control, of had no control at all. Like I always but felt it like, was fun. Yeah, it was like a placebo ride where I was like, I'm right. and, maybe controlling this. And for some reason, like Wayne Zielinski was in it, so it was in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids universe. Was he? Yeah, he was the scientist. He was the one who like had the time gizmo, and he was telling you paddle, paddle. Oh that God, was Wayne Zielinski. So Wow, I, I must have blocked that out. You think that's like the last thing he ever filmed? <laughs> I, I highly doubt that they got him. Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Rick Moranis? Yeah, Rick Moranis, who just came like out of retirement and then got punched in New York City. I know, I saw that. I was very upset. Uh, yeah, he yeah, shot I think everybody with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, the whole world was like, you punched our the world's dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's still coming back. They're doing that reboot series with... Uh, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on names tonight. Olaf. <laughs> uh fine <laughs> uh yeah anyway they're they're doing that reboot series and i think rick man is still tied to come back for that on disney oh, plus good. so he's yeah, national exactly trigger. that's why i said oh good he's coming back yeah yeah so uh, disney quest was 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 something else i remember i know i have a really weird like the <laughs> I, I i never was like i'm still not good with the ladies but i remember at uh at disney quest I had met a girl at like there was a storm or something, and this girl randomly started hitting on me in like a Jessica Rabbit t-shirt. So I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god, like, I'm it's in happening! Love. It's finally happening! It's oh my finally god, finally happening!" Panic. I was panic. like sixteen or seventeen, so I was just starting to like be aware. <laughs> I was a very late bloomer when it came to like being aware of the opposite sex and like oh uh, relationships. And so this girl started randomly hitting on me and she like gave me her email. She was like, Hey, like, you know, we should hang out. Like I'm in Pennsylvania, you're in New Jersey. And I remember going to Disney quest going, I need to find a computer, you know, like, <laughs> which apparently was not a thing. Like they didn't just have computers, you know, that you can just go on and be like, Hey, it's me. We met at this uh, in the lobby. <laughs> um, but I remember one of my Disney uh, quest trips being totally ruined by that was me trying to seek out some way to communicate with the outside world. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, Disney Quest was amazing. I, I wish they had gone through with their plan of building a Disney Quest in every you know city yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I know they built that one in like Chicago. In Chicago, but, yeah, yeah. I uh, I miss it, but I understand how insanely outdated it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it now? Is it like a Cirque du Soleil or what do they? No, put it's in there? it's that that NBA experience or whatever. They 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 completely demoed it and then that went in. Ah, Cirque du Soleil still next door to it, and we've never done that Cirque du Soleil show for as long as it was there. We never carved out the time care to go do less. it. I I'm like I am at a Disney park. Don't give me Cirque du Soleil. Well, yeah, and that was the funny thing. Like 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 later in life, we started going like to Vegas. And we'd see some of the Cirque shows there. And like, oh, these are actually really cool. Like, we should do the Disney one. Even still, after I was like, oh, like, but that's like three hours out of your day, and like we want to go. Right, to exactly. I'm here yeah. for pure Disney. I don't want anything. You know, I don't want to cut it with anything else. <laughs> do you have any? Gotta, uh, oh, good. I was going to ask. Do you remember the Hercules Bar? That became Hercules the Goofy bar. bar. And the ice cream, it's not a bar like you you go to get drinks, like an ice cream bar called the Hercules Bar in the 90s. And then it became the Goofy, and I saw somewhere that it was also called the Pocahontas. It was an ice cream bar that was like chocolate on the outside, and I think either vanilla or chocolate ice cream, and then caramel in the middle. And it was I don't, the I don't greatest being, thing. I don't remember uh, Hercules. I mean, I could, I could kind of imagine generically what that was but i don't remember being hurt i mean the one i always got was the Minnie mouse strawberry one 
That was oh, my yeah. go-to. Those things yeah. are amazing. With like the weird mysterious coating for some reason. Yeah, it had like that wax on the outside. Yeah, which I never understood was my favorite part about the bar. I was like, because oh, you got... could you could you could take that first bite and it didn't like kill your teeth, like, like right. being too cold. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But nobody you, remembers um, this Hercules bar. It's no, like, I, I put I, it up I, on Twitter I, and it was like just crickets. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. If anyone listening to this remembers the Hercules ice cream yeah. bar, please let favorite. AJ and I know because we need to we need to confirm its existence. I tried to find a photo of like the packaging or something, and it's like I found one forum somewhere where someone was like, "Does anyone else remember this?" And like that was kind of it. <laughs> that's it's the funny thing. I I think all three of us have discovered when we do research for the show, especially the stuff that's earlier in the nineties, you forget like there wasn't the internet, like it just yeah. wasn't there. Like, you know, you look up something from 2002 and it's like, yeah, you could find some blog or something about it. It's just it's hard to find some of this stuff sometimes. It's kind of funny how, you know, like even now, like, you know, but, but before a ride even open, there's 50 POV videos of it up on YouTube. You try yeah, to find crazy. footage of, you know, Mr. Toad's wild ride for it close. And it's like some guy shot it with like, you know, a, a, a one of the shoulder mounted camcorders onto a VHS in like 92. Right. And it's like, that's all you got. Yeah, I forget what I was trying. I was trying to show someone, I think it was Horizons. And I was like, you know, it looked a lot better than this. You know, it was someone mm -hmm. who didn't know that they were documenting something. It was just someone like, hey, look, here it is. You know, yeah, so, yeah exactly. Uh, it's not the best. I'm <laughs> I am very thankful for those guys that went behind the scenes. Not that anyone should do that. You've seen those videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the guys yeah. sneaking around. That's that's really something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like they, someone, they did like that kind of little documentary about it. And I remember watching yeah. it like, how? How did this happen? It blows my mind. Like I don't, yeah, but by like, no means do do I condone that. But is as no, a you know as a sort of voyeur you know who could watch from yeah, like, like twenty years later, like yeah, yeah. And it's great well, that they did because it was it all got destroyed anyway, you know. So we right. get to you know. Well, if you if you want to see a good video of it, the, uh, the there's a podcast called Retro WDW, and one of the guys on that show is actually friends with those guys and actually joined them a couple times in their excursions. But he actually did film it back in the day with like an actual widescreen lens with the oh, purpose wow. of preservation. And they actually like restored his footage and color corrected it. And like, it's, it's the best footage you'll find of the attraction. So that's worth seeking out. Crazy that Disney doesn't just be like, all right, we're, we're just going to do a ride through with a nice camera, you know? Like, yeah. Like, like, especially, especially like before something goes away. Yeah. Like, why like, not just like, like do that to save it? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like an instinctive thing to be like, we should document this. Like, right. I, yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm always perpetually terrified of the day that like you know Muppet Vision finally meets its end, I know. and they're not it gonna is. like do that like like just release it somehow so I can watch it. Yeah, like the Back to the Future ride. It's the only reason I bought those extra DVDs. Did you ever get those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Where I was like I could watch the whole ride at home. Like that blew my mind. That was such a great thing to do that mm -hmm. I feel like would kind of be off brand for Disney to try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I remember when, when I got that DVD. They were they were advertising the D box compatibility. Did you ever go to a theater with the D box seats? Oh, like the motion the ones simulator that, like, based ones. Stuff? Yeah, they actually sold a home D box system that would like go onto your couch. And the Back to the Future DVD was the ride was compatible with that. And I always thought, man, there is some nerd out there who's like such a diehard Back to the Future ride fan that he probably went out and bought one of those so he could have like the ride in his house. That's crazy. Right. Also, D box like, I, sounds very questionable. Yeah, these days, <laughs> yeah. Who thought that yeah. was a good idea? The D box. I was like, mm, I don't mm, know. Mm. That sounds I spent all this money on this D box. <laughs> I, I don't you know. Come over and see my D box. See my Ugh. D box? They call the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's I didn't know that. That's great though. Like that's cool. I know. Like, can, like the I mean, fact that ride that made me exist. violently ill, but mm-hmm. I, I would love to do yes. it from the comfort of a chair. Yeah. Right. So um, I was gonna ask earlier. We start talking about ice cream, so it's related. Uh, do you have any favorite like restaurants or 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 just food stops in general around the parks? Uh, Sci-Fi Cafe and Primetime nice. Cafe, which is tough because nice. it's like you got I got to make sure I hit them both when I go. Um, Lunch and dinner. Or, yeah. Yeah. But those, those are by far my mostly because I'm such a sucker for that sort of like retro, you know, that time period, that 50s, 60s time period mm-hmm. is just so warm and happy to me. And, uh, you know, back in the day when sci-fi, it's not sci-fi, but uh, when Primetime Cafe was in its prime, it, they were all about character and they were all oh, about yeah. like, you know, your waiter. I remember we had a car- uh, waiter named Kristoff who was always doing a Jerry Lewis impression. Um <laughs> He was like, that was his thing. He was Jerry Lewis, the waiter, you know, and it was like my dad was a huge Jerry Lewis fan. And, and I became one as I, you know, as a kid. And um, and so we were just so enthralled to have like someone performing Jerry Lewis while they served us, you know, fried chicken. And like that environment was like nothing I'd ever experienced. Or I was like, we're, you know, in the 50s. And it was this idyllic version of it. So mm-hmm. just blew my mind. And then the, you know, sci-fi cafe. I mean, the food there is whatever. <laughs> you know, you're right. getting like... Right, it's, it's burgers, hot dogs, food. and whatever. Yeah. yeah, a club sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not there for that. You're there to be in the car and experience the the movies and which I could basically recite, you know, from memory at this point. And... Just being in that sort of environment, there's nothing else like it. And, uh, you know, for me, that's what I go, like, my apartment is all themed. Like, we themed it to be sort of like Hogwarts meets Haunted Mansion. Like, I love themed environments. (laughs) So, for me, those kind of, like, um, you know, themed, but mythos and universal, even though that's not a... uh, You know, not Disney, but, like, I love Okay, so that's good. We've never eaten there. So, so, since since you've been there, what what is... I've never even set foot in there. What's it like... (laughs) It's great. I mean, it is kind of a restaurant. Like when you go and you're like, oh, this is just like a nice restaurant. But like just the fact that you're inside that mountain, you know, there's mm-hmm. something kind of like cozy and, and fun about it. There's if I remember correctly, because it's been a little while. It's like sort of like rockscapes, like you're eating inside like Zeus's garage or something like it's, <laughs> it, it has like a sort of ethereal quality to it. And uh, one thing that sticks out, which is has nothing to do with the quality of the establishment, is the bathrooms are made with white, like small white and uh, black tiles so when you walk Mm. in it is nauseating (laughs) like it's like floor to ceiling like black and white tiles and you walk in you feel like you just walked into like a weird uh it's like an optical illusion so it that always got me or i'd be like whoa (laughs) i feel like everything's moving um but yeah it's great next time just just go there this it's it's awesome nice and i I love your story on that one podcast about the soup that cracked me up (laughs) about it was so funny because because no one wanted to go eat there and to be honest, the only reason I really wanted to is because Universal released this soundtrack with the park when it first opened. I have and like a like, couple iterations of it. Yeah. 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 So and and Confisto and Cafe had like a track on this CD and I like the music track. So like that was literally my basis for going. There. It was like the song's cool. My dad's like, we mean the song. It'd be great. No one wanted to be there. Like I said. I don't know what it was. It was it just opened for lunch. It was empty inside. There's no one there yet. And we just waited like 20 minutes for someone to even come to our table. This is the tree <laughs> one, right? No, no. This is the one that's like in the in the 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 port of entry. Like like when you first come in on the right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
And uh, I put on that port of entry to like ding, 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 whatever that song is like. Yeah, yeah. That like that kind of like ethereal chimes sort of thing. Yeah, it's such a cool, chill, weird song. And my playlists are embarrassing. Like when you I can't just put my playlist on random and like have someone over, you know, because it's just like the weirdest crap in the world. It's stuff like that or like, yeah. But uh, yeah. I that soundtrack, I remember when I went to the park, I think it was the first year they were playing the Hook soundtrack when he walked in. And then oh, so yeah? the next year I came back and I went to buy the soundtrack because I, you know, I went around the whole place. and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And they have the very, very first track, the like call to adventure or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Is a ripoff, like a straight ripoff of the Hook. Yeah, theme. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and now that I've heard that in the park and saw it, I was like, oh, OK, I see where this came from. Is they clearly... And I feel like the uh, the Jurassic Park area, like I was always disappointed by the fact that you don't really hear the theme. You hear something that's kind of similar on the soundtrack. Yeah, there's but... like that Jurassic Calypso or whatever. Yeah, 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 CD. which is, I think they play the theme maybe in the park, but on the CD, they like dance around it. It's yeah. like, here's four notes and then we're going to dip out. Yeah, we don't quite have the copyright for this. Yeah, this is the most deep dive nerdy shit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you have yeah, to right. that yeah. out. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're good. I, I got the yuck sound safe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> so, but I'm talking about the, the nuance of the soundtrack. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we, we dive deep here. because Good, yes, good. Theme parks do have soundtracks and we do talk about them. <laughs> now, same thing for me, though. Like, like everyone kind of, like, I always drove, like, like, in my group of friends, I was always the one driving. But like everyone like groaned because like I play my music and it was like theme park soundtracks and stuff. And then, like, <laughs> can, we, can we listen to, like some Dave Matthews and be like, eh, this this playlist only has four more tracks. It'll be done soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like the song "We Go On." <laughs> I and that that'll was, pop up uh, more than it should on my. That on was my, um, yeah. my wife and I did that for our first dance at our wedding, and oh, she wow. didn't even know what it was. I thought she did, and uh, afterwards she was like, "What's that from?" And I was like, "Oh, you don't know." Oh my uh, god! Be like, let me read. It's from Epcot. <laughs> Having second thoughts about this marriage. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> saw it when we were there a couple of years ago. Oh, you don't remember? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. It's such a funny song to pop up on shuffle, where it's like every evening. It's like such a yeah, sad so... song. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I wanted to say too. So you when you're talking about fifties primetime cafe, I I loved going there, and I think my 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 parents liked it, but my brothers hated it because my brothers are <laughs> to, to this day are still pretty picky eaters, right? right. And they would like force you to like eat your peas, and like if oh you ask God, to amazing. not have the peas, they just put more peas on your plate. So every time we'd go, because we went because everyone liked the dessert that that s'mores, oh, s'mores the thing. Fest. That's why yeah. you go. Yeah, exactly. That's why we went. But like they would literally make my brothers go stand in the corner and everyone like they they get everyone in that room you were in to be like, they wouldn't finish their peas. Everyone shame them. Shame, shame, shame. Perfect. And I'd look at them and be like, are you sure you want the s'mores that bad? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would just get mac and cheese or like something that didn't come with vegetables. That was my my hack for it. And there I you go. Get- yeah, something without any vegetables and I'd be fine. Because, yeah, if I had to eat peas, I'd be like, I'm never going here. That's funny. So one thing I want to make sure we talked about, because you uh, you shared some photos of me. And, and um, if it's cool with you, we'll we'll, we'll, sh- we'll share them after we I post this. But uh, sure. Yeah. You, you have quite the Rocketeer collection that you've inadvertently <laughs> stumbled onto. Yeah, I'm I'm so it's weird. Like, I feel like uh I loved the Rocketeer as a kid. I remember like going to Pizza Hut and getting the cup and like, yeah, I just being that. like weirdly obsessed with it but like we never owned the movie on vhs it was always sort of like 
I had like the Disney Adventures magazine and like it kind mm-hmm. of being around. I saw it once in the theater and then it was just something that was kind of like, I, I don't know, I felt very fond of and, and had warm feelings towards, but I, I didn't see it again until I was like much older and I rediscovered it, I think like when I was like 19 and I was like, God, I love this. Like it just sort of hit me. I was like, I really love this. And like, I always mm-hmm. wanted the helmet and the outfit. And so I wound up buying a helmet uh, and like fixing it up and then I traded it with someone and then I got my own. Hel- it was like a whole process, but I basically made, you know, after uh, years of sort of like being a fan, uh, my friend Aaron Hurd sent me a full Rocketeer pack kit that he 3D printed. And um, he uh, he does his name is L underscore Rocketeer on Instagram. He makes these helmets that are incredible. He sent me a hmm. one that I you know I've got like three helmets now. Um, <laughs> I have like two or four. I have two miniature ones and two like you know human size ones. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, friends have given me. My friend uh, Dan Milano gave me like a. He used to work in a theater, and he gave me the Rocketeer original poster, the one sheet. That mm-hmm. is above my desk, and one of my friends got me the Mondo poster, and people just give me random Rocketeer things. So, like, the only thing I've ever actually bought is the helmet, and so I've just acquired, like, pins and stickers and, you know, <laughs> shirts and stuff, and it's... But I just... There's something about that movie that's so wholesome and so... I Like, gee whiz, that I... I love mm-hmm. it. The score's there, incredible. There's a sincerity to it, yeah. Yeah, totally, and there's there's a... It's, a, it's an era that we don't, you know, we... I wish there were more movies like it. I'm a sucker for like Pleasantville, you know, like that kind mm-hmm. of uh, that. It's a sincere time period or um, what's a period piece, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just love it. I love Cliff. Um, I love the sort of spit and nails kind of aspect of he's a guy with a rocket pack like that's not a superpower. It's some guy who can just go up, you know, <laughs> like and so. <laughs> It's a weird, it's a weird, you know, superhero. It's like if Indiana Jones had rocket boots or so. It's the same kind of thing. He has like way mm-hmm. less skill than Indiana Jones. He's not sophisticated. He's just a guy who can fly planes. So it doesn't, it doesn't even translate really to his power. And um, I don't know, it's just something about that. I mean, being a sort of like skinny kid from the middle of nowhere, like it was something that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, yeah, I just, it's, there's something so golden and magical about that film and the comics, I'm obsessed with the comics, and, and Dave Stevens, the artist, is fantastic. And it just, like, the more I looked into it, the more I fell in love. And that seed was planted real early, early with that Pizza Hut stuff. And mm-hmm. then as time went on, I found myself just becoming more and more obsessed with it. And to the point now where it's like, yeah, I've got a full, I've got two jetpacks, and I've got, you know, like, it's 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 gotten out of hand. But, um, yeah, it just puts <laughs> me in a very warm happy place and to me it sort of sends me back to when MGM opened or like in 1991 like that mm-hmm. warm mystical it's what Hollywood should be like if you come out to that, Hollywood that kind of golden age of Hollywood yeah, yeah it's how you picture Hollywood as a kid like that like oh welcome to Hollywood like everything's art deco and it's beautiful and clean <laughs> and there's just yeah. celebrities hanging out and um, it's a uh, yeah, it's something that I wish people would make more of. The closest thing we've had lately is like maybe the artist or Captain America, where mm-hmm. um, I, I wish there was more of it. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, that guy that um, that comes up to Jenny, I was like, ah, listen, my, I believe that's W. C. Fields, because you guys said okay. in the Rocketeer episode, you're like, I think that's yeah, a it's, 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 it's got to be somebody because it's too distinct to not be. 
Let me hold on. Now I gotta look this up. WC yeah, right. Fields. Ah, oh, my little kumquat. I'm prepared to hear your whole life story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's WC Fields. Uh, it's it's like who looks just like that. Obviously, that guy's wearing prosthetics and stuff. But uh, right, right. It's um. Yeah. The only thing, my only complaint about that movie, is that scene where he's in the restaurant. Like, I love everything up until it's clearly him hanging on a wire, being swung back and forth. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the least interesting. It feels like it should be the. Anything goes Temple of Doom opening with the with the rotating gong and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But instead, they literally just have him just like sort of swinging. Like you see his boots like lightly touching glasses as he goes back and <laughs> forth in the shot. It's so awkward. But outside of that, like I just love that movie. And mm-hmm. uh, and I sent this to you. But like if you're a fan of the movie and you come to Burbank, uh, they've got a sort of Rocketeer themed bar out here. Like they've got. It's called Idle Hour. They've got wings called like the Rocketeer Wings, and they've got the big bulldog in the back, and it's it's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Because um, you know, we, we we said they they had the actual prop building at MGM, but it, like again, if it was done today, I feel like you know the Bulldog Cafe would have been like built in Disney Springs or something, and that'd be like you know like a Jock Lindsay sort of thing. We just go and oh, get a drink. That'd be so cool. I wish I would kill for that. Like if yeah. I was an eccentric billionaire, that'd be something. I'd be like, I'm rebuilding the Bulldog, and it's gonna be just a small <laughs> diner. Um, it yeah, I I it's a shame that that was on that back lot for like. 25 years and just slowly mm. deteriorating just fell apart yeah yeah the one at idle hours like I, th- I think it's like two-thirds scale or something so like it it's there you walk in you're like holy crap this is impressive but mm-hmm. you basically can fit like 10 people inside and right. uh, with like a you know big table but it's still cool just be like i'm in the bulldog <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing i kind of want to touch on with you today because you, you mentioned a couple times you actually were at disneyland last week were you there the day it reopened or that weekend uh, the day after it reopened, so which Saturday. was not planned. Yeah, like I right. wasn't planned. My friend Shelby Young, who uh, another Disney fanatic, who's she's the voice of Princess Leia and uh, and a bunch of other random things. Um, she was just like, "Hey, the guy I'm going out on a date with bailed on me. Do you want to come with me to Disneyland?" And I was like, "Yes." yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I because uh, I wasn't gonna go till late June. And because mm-hmm. um, I was like, let me sort it out first. Like, you know, let's see. They they get the protocols going. And and then mm-hmm. that all went out the window. I was like, Disneyland, sign me up. Yes, so, yes. Um, but it was great. Like, honestly, I kind of wish in a way that it was always like this. Like, they were super mm-hmm. strict on like, hey, everyone stay, you know, apart. Wash your hands. Like, masks up all the time. Like, and there was no lines. Like, the longest we waited was for... Uh, we waited like 25 minutes for um, Rise of the Resistance, and Jeez. that was it. Yeah, so wow. and that was the worst. Like Peter Pan, we walked right on, which oh is absurd. Yeah, it was. You could basically do anything you wanted, um, is without any wait. Um, it, it was it was pretty wild. <laughs> like Dang. she went on uh, was the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. We literally just walked through the queue and got on. Not that I went on. <laughs> I went out. I chickened out, but. Um, <laughs> It was uh, it was really kind of wonderful and and strange, yeah. but uh, they handled it. They've been handling it very nicely. Like I was. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But was you that see, sorry? You know, was that what you were going to ask, or you were just talking about? Yeah. No. Yeah. I just want to know, like, well, like, what's it like to like be there now? Like, like, it's 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 so weird to me that like Disneyland was not open for a year. Because there's always bizarre. like those, those little bits of trivia questions, like the three days Disneyland ever closed since like nine eleven and like you know right. random stuff like that, and then it's like, and then it just closed for a year. Like that's still so weird to me that like it's that was very a thing. surreal. Yeah, walking in too, like I I was 
tired because Shelby made me get up at six o'clock or whatever. You know, she's like, we got to get there when they open, which is never my style. I'm always the guy that shows up at four and then closes the park where I'm like, eh, it's getting dark. You know, like I'll mm-hmm. go on the rides I like. I'll get a drink, you know, like keep it casual. But uh, she was like, we're getting there at the crack of dawn. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I felt really hazy. You know, like I got maybe uh-huh. two hours of sleep. And uh, I was when we first walked in. It was surreal because, you know, all year I've been like sitting on the couch going, man, I can't wait to go to Disneyland or I can't wait to just see human beings again. And going (laughs) from like, you know, zero to 100 where it's like nothing. And then suddenly I'm in a crowd and walking down Main Street was like too much. It was sensory overload. And there was like all the employees waving and like she started crying and I was like choked up. I was like, this is insane. Like it was a really wonderful, crazy, weird experience. And uh and, you know, honestly, even just waiting there at the gate, it looked like if you showed up late on a normal day, you know, like there wasn't thousands of people. It was like very, very modest. Uh, so I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And and I, I did see, too, you uh, you guys are in like the, the new they're calling it the secret entrance over to Haunted Mansion. Cause, yeah, cause I didn't know what that was about when they I had heard about it and then just totally dumped the information. The butler's entrance, mm-hmm. I think they call it. OK, Um for someone who's a huge, you know, Haunted Mansion fanatic, it was so cool to have someone go, hey, how many in your party? And we were like, uh, two? Why? We were also confused why they were asking us so early. Right, it right. Was, we weren't anywhere near the front. And I even made a joke like, why the hell do you ask us right? You know, like, what's that about? And um, and then someone else was like, are you a party of two? And we were like, yeah. And they're like, go to that door and knock three times. And Ooh, we were like, so they like, what? <laughs> yeah, so they like, they set it up in this way uh, where it was just like, you know, mysterious. we felt mysterious. Yeah. And then nice. some girl who is above us up on the thing was like, hey, how did you get down there? And I was like, we're magic. And then we knocked on the door <laughs> and they just let us in. And it was awesome. Like they had sort of set it up. It honestly reminded me of like a Halloween haunt where it was like very uh-huh. scant, where it was like, yeah, a lot of black cloth and like here's like a vase and some feather dusters. So it sort of had some set dressing, but it was extremely minimal. Uh-huh. And then they had the bells to each room where it was like Madame Leota and a bunch of different. So like if a butler could ring it or I guess if it rung, yeah, the butler yeah, yeah. would go to that room. Um, and then they had portraits on the wall that looks like they printed them at Kinko's, which I was totally cool with. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It was like just this weird little side exit. And then you open up the door and you're at the queue. Like you skipped the stretching room and stuff. Right. And um, and they also, people have been freaking out about like, oh my God, they refurbished the Haunted Mansion. I noticed like th- two or three things and it was like mild cosmetics where it's like, okay, right, there's right. a new april june painting and they added some lights but outside of that i was like this looks identical like i thought yeah, there was yeah. going to be some new, like portraits new scene or, or something yeah. a new scene or yeah like hatbox ghost was going to get up and hit you or i don't know <laughs> <laughs> expecting something i wanted honestly kind of that like projection they have at the uh at disney world in the the mirror even though mm-hmm. that's you know i know it's a little blasphemous but i think it's kind oh, of oh yeah, yeah yeah it's, <laughs> instead of just the the ghost riding with you the the, yeah, the janky ghost. ghost looking around i i'm which i'm cool <laughs> with but yeah awesome well aj thank you so much for joining me this has been a, a ton of fun uh just kind of getting to to hear your stories and uh, pick your brain a little bit so of course appreciate you joining us yeah this is so much fun i'm i'm always happy to just <laughs> blab about disney stuff it's not often i can just be like here's a bunch of random thoughts i have about disney parks and <laughs> my, my love for disney and how strange and deep it is 
Awesome. Um, yeah, so crazy that I literally discovered you guys last week and like listened to like four or five episodes. And, uh, and you're like, hey, you want to be on our show? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, like, like, you, know, you, you retweeted that. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy was Marty McFly 10 years ago. Like, saw my tweet. That's <laughs> and so he's like, funny. oh, I've been listening to your show. I was like, oh, <laughs> yay. That's great. And you guys do a great job. Like, it's so rare Thank that you. you just randomly find a podcast and it's enjoyable. Like, I'm such a... I'm so easy to, or so hard to sell things on where I'm like, cause I'll often look up something I'm interested in, like dark souls or whatever. And it'll just mm -hmm. be some schmucks that are like, well, you know, you know, like, and I was like, Oh, these guys are naturally funny and actually stick to a, I like that you talk about facts. Um, you know, and that there is sort of like, if you ever listened to last podcast on the left, like you get kind of like, here's the history of this murder, but also jokes in between. So it's a nice sort of like peanut butter and jelly sandwich of, mm -hmm. <laughs> of facts and fun. Whereas like there's some other podcasts where it's just like, here's a topic and then they riff for two hours and you're like, that was boring. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I like the structure of your podcast and you guys well, thank have good you. chemistry. Appreciate that. We've yeah. been, well, we've been stuck with each other for a long time. So hopefully, Apparently, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. No, hopefully we got yeah. that figured out. Awesome. Well, hey, and you know, if you hear us, uh, if we've got a topic coming up that you uh, you want a fourth chair on, I have the technology now. I, I I can actually, I got a new recording device, so I can actually wire in someone via Zoom or whatever and, and mix it into the recording with the three of us. So if you hear us got a topic coming up, you want in, you 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 have an open chair, my friend. All right. Well, we'll do. Well, you just did Rocketeer, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, we, we missed Which that Which was awesome, one, but... by the way, not to keep us going, but the Danny Bilson interview was awesome. Like, that was super cool. I didn't really, it's so funny that he is the ex-father-in-law to Anakin Skywalker. That's pretty Yeah, I, I saw that too. I kind of, after the fact, I was, I was IMDb'ing him because his, his daughter was on How I Met Your Mother and, and a bunch of right. other things. That's where I, what I knew her from. Then I was on her page and I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, like he's got this weird, like, yeah, like, like they weren't married, but like they had a kid together and right, right, yeah, right. Like, yeah. That, like, like, what are the odds of this? Like, this is very strange. It's so weird. I also want to see every version of that script that he was talking about in his interview. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I got a version laying around. I was like, give me the versions. <laughs> like, like, send it leak, to me. <laughs> yeah, leak the versions. Uh, oh, that's that's the other thing I meant that we, real quick before we finish up, just you can yeah. quickly tell the story about the, the Mario Brothers movie storyboards that you rescued. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this is such a weird story. I was walking. I used to live sort of in Hollywood, which was a mistake kind of over by there's like a Los Feliz castle or something. It's like a big stupid thing. And I was in a crappy apartment below it. And um, I was just walking down the street to go get food. And I see this notebook that's actually it's below me in my booth right now. <laughs> uh, <I see> this <laughs> notebook opened up to a drawing of Mario when he's on the mattress with all the girls going down the the uh, air tube thing, the air vent. Right. And, uh, and I just sort of paused and went, huh. And I leaned down and I was like, what? And it was right next to a trash can. Like clearly someone was driving by, tried to throw it in the trash can and kept driving, which mm -hmm. I thought was just so strange. And I picked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is these are the storyboards from Super Mario Brothers. And I started flipping <laughs> through it. And there's like receipts from like Japan or China or whatever. Like it's, I can't identify what they're from, but they're clearly mm -hmm. production receipts, just like stuffed into it. And there's handwritten notes on it. And I was like, someone who worked on this production just was like, screw this. Why do I still have this in my car? And tossed it. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. So I threw it in a bush, went down, got my food because I didn't want to eat with this gross, you know, binder next to me. <laughs> and, um, and then came back to the bush, took it out. And I, like, was just rifling through it like, holy crap, this is bizarre. And, like, I'm one of the few people who would, who would care or identify it, you know. Like, I was like, <laughs> I know that shot. 
And um, so I took a picture of it and I posted it on like Facebook or something. And um, the people who it's like SMB archive or something, the people who are mm -hmm. like very dedicated Mario fans. Are these like the guys trying to like restore the Yoshi head and stuff like that? Yes, yes, yes. It's those yeah. guys. They sent me a message and were like, hey, how do we acquire these? And I was like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Do, do you want to buy them? What does that mean? And they were like, we'll give you 50 bucks. And I was like, no. So <laughs> I was like, I, I, these are too precious. Like, uh, I know. And so they, a couple of years later, or sometime later, they were like, hey, we're doing a Blu-ray of the Super Mario Brothers movie for the UK. Um, would you, they were like, but we don't have, most of the storyboards they only had like a very small amount of storyboards and you mm -hmm. probably have all of them so would you be able to scan it and send it to me so i did i scanned the whole book which was a lot and sent it to him and um so that's what's on the blu-ray is my random book i found next to the trash that's that's amazing <laughs> which is crazy so like i they said they'd give me some small credit somewhere in the special features but i've never seen the uk blu-ray so i don't know <laughs> um, but so wild to think that this random discovery somehow fed back into the official, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, That's wild. It, it's very weird. I feel like <laughs> this little binder was like, please adopt me. You're the only one who would care. <laughs> I'm like, I, I am, I am the only, I made my friends, um, watch the Super Mario brother movie on my birthday and everyone fell asleep. And I was just there <laughs> like. Which was kind of great because they all woke up like that was the worst sleep of my life. And I was like, well, yeah, it's all explosions and screaming. Like, you should right. have stayed awake. <laughs> God, now I'm trying to think what's the last time I actually watched that movie. It's been a while. It's absurd. I mean, it's both it, it better is. It's, and worse it's, than it's, you it's, think. Exactly. But, that's that's probably yeah. a good way of putting it. It's If it but came I, out today, I think people would be like, that was incredible. But like, like this weird auteur thing. Yeah. Yeah. It totally has like a dread vibe to it or something. Yeah. Like you're like, well, and again, coming off of Roger Rabbit, I was just such a big Bob Hoskins fan and he's doing yeah. the same accent. So I was like, oh, this is great. It's Bob Hoskins. Yeah. I love this. Such a weird choice. Such a weird, weird, weird choice. But I mean, there are a lot of weird choices. I'm, I'm glad it exists. Yes, and they had super scopes in the end. That's like all that really mattered is that they there's were blasting great, with super some great scopes stuff in there. Yeah, the yeah. little Bob-omb is one of my favorite things, mm -hmm. and I do love the the Goomba heads are like crack me up. Like that sculpt is, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense in the canon of like the games and stuff, but as mm -hmm. just a design, it's very fun. I think honestly, yeah. if you were to remove any element of it being connected to the video game and it was just called something else people would be like this is a this is a banging movie yeah, like, like, like yeah that's like the like sci-fi classic yeah right it would totally be a big thing i think there'd be sequels <laughs> you know like, <laughs> but because it's tied to such a beloved franchise it is a it's a hard pill to digest yeah yeah a hard pill to swallow you know whatever that expression well, yeah. awesome okay then well uh i'll let you go uh, all right thank you so much for being with us tonight for you guys listening uh, check out the rest of the show at 90sDisney.com. You can find the aforementioned episodes on uh, Rocketeer and Universe Islands of Adventure and uh, everything else we've done. And uh, next month, we are planning still to do our big uh, Disney Quest episode for our two year anniversary. So be sure to check that out. And once again, AJ Locasio, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. That was so much fun. Awesome. Take care, everyone. Yeah.